0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first collecting issues of 2020, where this week we'll be taking a look at Lucifer, Volume 1, The Infernal Comedy, collecting issues 1 to 6 of the Vertigo series by Dan Waters, Max Fiumara, Sebastian Fiumara, and Colours by Dave McCaig, with story by Neil Gaiman. And... Started in the year 2018. And... And... Issue 1 of The Dreaming Issue 1 of The Dreaming Which I forgot
1: What a complicated intro For 2020 Michael Ben so complex Such complexity The most complex Creative team We've ever looked at here On c- creating issues Is that what this is this called? This it is
0: it's creating issues That's definitely correct <laughs> Ah Professionalism abounds <laughs>
1: Michael Yes
0: It was my pick It was you We, picked we took one. a go with this one We took You'd a go with this one um, This is a very Well to me I quite enjoyed it But I don't know what you thought of
1: Mike. What did you think of Well that? we won't we spend our load Quite yet Ben quite I'll yet. tell you what I thought of it later alright fair enough Um, we
0: decided well I decided to pick this one up Michael because two great Sandman fans are we Mm -hmm. um, and this was part of Vertigo's kind of relaunch of the Sandman universe and attempt to kind of cash in Mm -hmm. on the last dregs of Neil Gaiman's amazing property uh, Sandman We one of the interesting things about this collection, Michael, is that we get the kind of first mini issue that you and I picked up a couple of months ago, where they gave us little vignettes from each new series that would be launching in the Vertigo universe. Um, And this is no different because one of those little vignettes
1: is like a little prelude. And let me tell you, Ben, that's my first issue with this comic book collection. Because I picked this up and I thought to myself, right, Ben, I know the world of the dreaming. Yes. I've read the entirety of Sandman. Yes. Not most of the ancillary stuff that has come out since the end of Sandman and now. Who needs it? Haven't read most of that. You know, I know who people are. Yeah. I know about the fella whose head's a pumpkin. You're caught up. Yeah. Merv. Merv the pumpkin. I know about Merv the pumpkin. I know about Matthew. I know about Cain and Abel. Matthew's great. I know about the Ravens. Yes, the librarian, the, Lucius. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know I know the characters. He's, he's a man who knows his way around I know the vertigo verse. Yeah, I know that Dream is now Daniel, not Morpheus. Which is a waste. But... Anyway, look, Mm. I know what I'm. I know what I'm doing. Know he's about. He knows he's about. But when I picked this up, I thought to myself, right, I'm going to pick this up, Ben, and I'm going to look at this as if I don't know any of that stuff. I'm a fan of Tom Ellis's TV show Lucifer. Oh no, and I'll I'll pick this up and I'll have a look at it. Or just I'm a fan of the devil in general. You know, I enjoy a black mass, a sacrifice. An upside down cross. That's how you got me, Michael. Yeah. You had a little black mass little and then all mass. of a sudden right there in the middle of the pentagram a little old Ben. Summoned forth. I was trying to to summon forth the lady who plays Mazakin in the TV show. Didn't work. You bloody popped out. Yeah, Ben's a The devil and his tricks. But anyway. <laughs> Very rambly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, where was I going? This first episode this first issue is so confusing. Yeah, it's rubbish. If, if you've just picked this up this is a terrible idea to yeah. put this in here. Rubbish. Now, What some other comic publishers might do is edit that first issue to take out the other stuff. That's what I would have done. There's a whole thing about A Crocodile King... And two cursed girls Rubbish And there's Harry Potter And some sort of dominatrix Books of magic Yeah And they're all Obviously this issue Of the dreaming Was to lead into All of these yes. new comics But if you're not A very familiar comic reader Who's used to this type of event What a terrible introduction Yeah it was pretty poor And then you're going Where's Harry Potter And that dominatrix gone Where's the man Who's a crocodile Why is he looking Upside down through the water At those two girls Who are they going to be what in, what in heck's name Is what going on tarnation Is going on And none of those characters Come yeah, back no no, no good. No Very good. confusing.
0: Very confusing. Yeah, look, I, I'd be honest, this isn't a great starter comic for anyone no. um, trying to get into the world of thing.
1: Now, let me tell you, Ben, especially because, do you remember we, we looked at a comic a few months ago, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye? Yes. And I said that people could accuse Transformers More Than Meets the Eye of being somewhat similar mm-hmm. in that there's an, a kind of, there's an initial issue. Mm-hmm. Which launches two things. Yes. And then you're li- you're reading it and you're going, what are all these Transformers things? And what's going on? And yes. what's a spark? What's a what's a what lunar is an old spark? What's a lunar two and all that stuff? And I said, Trust the comic ben, it'll get there eventually. And it did. And it did. And this does exactly the same thing. Yes. I, I think so. But When you've already been destabilised by that first issue, going, who's the crocodile man? Who in heck's name is that? Who's the crocodile man? What's he doing? Why is Harry Potter in this? Where's the bloody crocodile fella? When you've already been destabilised, then the fact that this comic is supposed to be destabilising, I feel, that you're supposed to have a bit of confusion in this. Yes, there's a Uh, a rocked boat. Yeah, you're along for the ride with the what the heck's going on here. But because you've been destabilised by that and those characters never come back, I think that's borderline unforgivable. Borderline unforgivable, Michael. As a comic collection. The, the as a trade paperback, as a as collected a issues. Yes, as something that someone might pick up in a bookshop, an ecent. Yes. Unforgivable to introduce that crocodile man and those Interesting. Uh, lesbians and um, the... Who else was in it? Harry Potter, he was Harry there. Potter and his dominatrix friend. What, uh, yeah. Unforgivable to introduce all of that and then have the bird say. But anyway, look, I'm heading off. I'm sure you'll find out about that later, Later, folks. And then you
0: don't. You don't. No. Yeah. no what no.
1: happens to his dead crow friend? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I that that never. <laughs> never so resurfaces. it's a framing device that clearly isn't a framing device because it's actually a framing de- device for four or five separate comics. I think it's a hype
0: beast. That's yeah. placed at the beginning anyway, of the thing. So, Try I have an issue with mystery that. Mystery. But otherwise... So, yeah, you, you do. You do. Yeah, um, well, Michael, I, I am... Unforgivable! Al- I am also familiar with the various kind of spin-offs from the mm-hmm. Sandman universe. In fact, Michael, yeah. I have read the original Lucifer comic book run oh. in its entirety. I own with the Tom entire Ellis. thing. Um, no, not with Tom Ellis. That came much, much later, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, my, originally, Mike Carey um, and Mike Dryenberg were given a series from Vertigo and... Mike Carey wrote to Neil Gaiman and asked which of the characters did he think would make an interesting kind of addition from Pr- his Sandman universe. Mm-hmm. And Neil Gaiman said he had always wanted to expand on his version of Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Because it's very important to note that this Lucifer mm-hmm. in every facet yeah. is Neil Gaiman's original idea. Yeah, Him and um, the wonderful gentleman who did all the covers, Neil... No, not Neil. Dave McKean. Dave McKean. Dave McKean. Dave McKean and Neil Gaiman sat down and said, if we were making Lucifer, what way would we bloody make
1: him? He'd be David
0: um, Bowie. He'd be David Bowie. I'm going to get into all that in a few minutes. But the original story was this grand narrative mm-hmm. of the devil versus God and, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to make his own way in the universe. Um, and it established a lot of the characteristics um, of Vertigo's Lucifer. Mm-hmm. He's a being of sheer will. Yeah, um, He doesn't lie. Despite no. the fact that he's called the Prince of Lies. Of lies. He takes great umbrance. Umbridge. Umbridge. No. Not umbrance. Not a word. No. Uh, umbridge to that. Um, and
1: one of the things I really enjoyed in this comic, Ben, was that every time the devil is telling a story with someone else telling their version of it, it's the same story. Just they see it differently.
0: Yeah. This is one of the, the big you, things that happened. you can't accuse
1: this. him of lying.
0: No, no. They just see they see the story in a completely mm-hmm. different fashion. They feel very wronged, But both are true. Every time they interact. Yeah. this. So, I mean in terms of a spiritual successor to anything that Neil Gaiman writes, I think this book is very close to original Sandman kind of shenanigans Mm -hmm. and stories. Um, There's a lot of things going on here and a lot of new characters are introduced and I think it's very interesting. One of my favourite things about Michael is that magic in, in this universe... Mm-hmm. it's
1: very dirty it's a yeah. very dirty bloody unpleasant
0: unpleasant thing lots of death um, there's a lot of sacrifice involved in mm-hmm. it there's a lot of difficulty magic is not for everyone no this isn't your satana pulling like saying a word backwards, a word and, backwards. and oh I've no. got real control this is nah you've got to give me your eyeballs or you've got to give up on all your hopes and dreams to yeah. get this or and it's it's interesting you've it's, got cancer now yeah oh tumor. Um, There's a lot of that going on and I really like that dirty, difficult magic. It's it's a Constantine magic. It's a Sandman magic. Mm -hmm. It's the original Vertigo kind of magic. And that is what I've always liked about DC's, or more importantly, Vertigo's kind of magic. It's grimy and unpleasant and it's unpredictable and it's dangerous. But I also like the common sense element of their magic. For example, we have uh, the Weird Sisters from Shakespeare's um, from Shakespeare's but there's only two of them uh, Macbeth there's only two of them they're constantly searching for their three but at one point they, they blind themselves to be more like Lord Lucifer mm-hmm. and he says oh that was really stupid because you can just do this and oh, he gross. gives himself his eyeballs back and they're like did and he they're give like, himself his eyeballs he, he, he back he didn't actually do that and they become a bizarre kind of comic relief um, throughout the As they're the, trying to get their eyeballs the back but there's a moment where they borrow an eye from a cat mm, yeah, gross and I love the bizarre logic of magic in this universe where it's like oh, we don't have eyes, so we can just borrow somebody else's eye and mm-hmm. that's magic. But again, it's sacrificial. The poor old cat gets a, a missing eye mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how it goes. So I really enjoyed that. Um, I think there are a lot of influences um, in this. Dan Waters is a UK-based uh, writer of comics. He's done quite a few things um, for... Um, DC, he's written a lot of their one-shots for Year of the Villain, which was mm-hmm. last year. He's also writing House of Whispers, which is one of the companion series to this in the new Dreaming Universe that Vertigo is putting together.
1: Is it is it the one about the the Crocodile Man?
0: Yes, it is. Is it yes, the Crocodile it Man is, one? It okay. is the one about the Crocodile Man. Um, and then, more importantly than that, he's done a lot of work for Image Comics. He's written two series, one called Limbo and the other called Coffinbound. And they're very similar to... To the opening premise of these six issues, Primeval evil magic. Um, people are trapped in places they don't want to be trapped in mm. anymore. Um, I mean, you can guess it from the title, Limbo. Yeah. Um, and trapped Coffin Bound limbo. is very similar. It's trapped about a, a coffin. Yeah, it's about an unusual young lady trapped in a, a kind of post-apocalyptic bubble, mm. um, and it, it's very interesting. So this seems to be water Water's kind of. Modus he operandi He, he, he feels is, he's
1: trapped in a bubble Yeah he
0: feels he's trapped in a bubble A little British bubble mm-hmm. And he wants to get out mm-hmm. um, So look we're introduced to a lot of different things um, Lucifer is obviously our primary antagonist And as you so uh, keenly put it Michael David Bowie He's is, bloody David uh, Bowie David Bowie So the huge influence on Neil Gaiman and Dave McKean uh, Which they very much admitted in their wonderful collection called um, Dust Covers I don't know if you've ever read it no. Um it's all of the covers to the Sandman series, the original Sandman run. Very and good. And Dave McKean breaks them all down because Dave McKean has a very unique um, art style, kind of post-punk anarchic object, mixed media kind of stuff. Really mm. interesting guy. Um, and he talks all about him, him and uh, Neil Gaiman came up with this David Bowie-esque thing. And never is it more clear in this that David Bowie is the the clear influence of this. In fact, there's a very particular David Bowie persona That drives this Um, In the mid-1970s David Bowie moved to Berlin Mm -hmm. As he wanted to clean up his act He was on drugs And all these kind of things And he said Okay Okay I'm going to move somewhere else that isn't Los Angeles where I get... I'm
1: going to move somewhere else that to the, isn't the moon, Los and,
0: Angeles. And then people said, David, you can't move to the moon. That's not possible. He goes, okay, Berlin. And he went off to Berlin and he created a persona called the Thin White Duke. He was dancing um, in the bloody streets. And it's the exact costume that he wears in this where it was a, a black mm-hmm. waistcoat, black trousers, white shirt. He's got a bit of a flag. Um There's a very particular thing. David Bowie was asked to describe why he came up with this persona. Mm-hmm. And the quote that he gave yeah. was... Um, The devil made me do it. (laughs) He's a very Aryan, Mm -hmm. uh, fascist type, a would-be romantic with absolutely um, no emotion at all, but who spouted a lot of neo-romance. Now, it's interesting, because I read that two days ago, Michael, in research for this podcast. That is a very good description of the kind of Lucifer we're dealing with in this um, particular series. No emotion at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of the big changes from... The original 2000 run on Lucifer, he's an almost sympathetic character in Mike Carey's run on the character, and Dan Waters has made him an almost irredeemable prick
1: because he's Lucifer, um, he's the devil. Da- no, no, it he's makes Satan. it makes
0: perfect sense, and oddly enough, I think it speaks to Dan Waters' skill as a writer.
1: You're still kind of rooting for him throughout, but he's unashamedly. A bastard, yeah. Um, in this, he doesn't look nothing like big, muscular, dark, sexy Tom Ellis. No,
0: Tom Ellis is a very different creature. Yeah. I think. Look, the Netflix universe Lucifer, a great Lucifer character in his own right, but not this Lucifer. But not a Vertigo Lucifer mm. in in any kind of sense. Uh, the the Netflix adaptation and originally ABC mm. adaptation played very fast and loose with that character. ABC, it became Disney. It became a, a crime
1: of the week yeah, procedural, a, a procedural thing. Ben, now having said all of that David Bowie stuff, what's bloody... What's uh, oh, What's what's Alan Moore doing on the cover there?
0: <laughs> yeah, it does look very like Alan Moore, isn't it? Doesn't so it? Uh, I think it's important to note that this has nothing to do with Sebastian or Max Fiumara, who okay. are the, the two primary artists here, mm-hmm. or David McKay. This is Jock, um, the famous cover artist for DC. Oh. Um, I, I thought it looked like 13th Doctor Matt Smith. I talked, it looked a little bit like somebody had taken a Matt Smith oh, reference yeah. picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see a bit and, of Matt Smith. And, and, and Matt pasted Smith it over. With a great big uh, bushy
1: beard. It does look very like Alan Moore. I don't know what that's it's about. Alan Moore. Because um, when the devil is scraggly, he uh-oh. goes a bit scraggly.
0: Yes, he's very um, scraggly. He's ginger. Yeah, he's very he's ginger, isn't he? Um, and it's, it's interesting. Look, there are a lot of characters introduced here. And a lot of them are influenced by literature mm. and uh, famous traditional kind of literary tropes and things like that. And, of course, Michael... That wets my whistle. It does. Your um, whistle is soaked. I can see it. <laughs> there's a lot of characters. The The primary... Dripping cow. Ca- <laughs> um, the primary cast that we're dealing with here are Lucifer. Lucifer, yeah. Sycorax. Yeah. Caliban. Yeah. Stingy bloody Jack my Stingy Jack, he's only Irish. Um, and then we have the Weird Sisters. So there's a lot of literary influences going through this. There are a couple of, of drop-ins from famous kind of cultural figures who are said to be in league with the devil. William Blake. We have bloody... Um, famous blues musician Robert Pattinson. Oh my god, I've forgotten his name. That's terrible. I think he plays Robert Pattinson. Uh, he doesn't. No, he doesn't.
1: Uh you spin your wheels off. I'll, I'll find the page. He's there. He's
0: Oh my god, I can't believe I've forgotten this guy. Just it's just Thomas. Uh, famously in leave it that William Blake is there as well. Um And it's just a very interesting comic in that regard. I I have to give massive props to bring... Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, thank you. I have to give massive props to bring back the the horror element of the Sandman universe. Mm -hmm. Because towards the end of Mike Carey's run, it was all just very magical with no explanation. And in this, it really reminds me of the original Sandman,
1: um, Preludes and Nocturnes. Well, of course it does remember if you go back that was Sandman trapped in his snow globe and trying to get out and now this is so there's there's a big thing and remember we're full spoilers here because you're supposed to have read this it's a bloody reading club this is Lucifer (laughs) trapped in bloody a skull he's trapped
0: in Sycorax's skull so Sycorax's physical form her skull is left behind Um, for anyone who's a Shakespeare fan Mm -hmm. uh, Sycorax is the the witch from The Tempest William Shakespeare's final play. Caliban is kind of a mute savage um, and the daughter or the son of Sycorax, and it turns out... And it turns out, in this particular one, full spoilers... The bloody devil. Bloody
1: Lucifer and Sycorax couldn't keep his his um, old little horn in his trousers.
0: Sycorax is kind of a parallel for Hecate, um, the goddess of witches. She's known as the, the, the greatest of all witches, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense if you go back and read that kind of thing. We also have some serious gothic influence here. The American gothic makes a huge um, influence. I think very much in the, the art style that Sebastian and Max Fiomara put together, two Italian brothers... Um, that worked together on this, which is really interesting, I thought, to have... Have they done something we've reviewed before? Um, almost certainly, but I can't remember what it is. Okay. They may have done an issue of Hawkeye at one point. I'm not oh, sure. I don't know. Um, But anyway... Um, there no, you're thinking of Fabio and Gabriel Ba. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, sorry, you're not. Just the name, the surname reminds me of something, but never mind. Um, anyway, um, they've come up with a really gothic, scraggly, kind of twisted, elongated style that's very much in the American Gothic tradition, mm. um, especially in the kind of hotels and motels and byways yes. of the whatever the detectives. Absolutely, that's stories. a very supernatural, kind of grim, mm. dingy supernatural thing. Um, the Mask of the Red Death makes an appearance, which is a famous Edgar Allan Poe short story. Um, We get to see Lucifer as kind of a a red baron, which is a traditional depiction of Satan. Mm -hmm. Um, And then more importantly, I think reading the story of John Decker, who's kind of our framing device for what's happening in the real world while Lucifer, Sycorax, are trapped in in the skull of Sycorax. Um, he is going through kind of a Victorian losing your mind corruption from the inside thing. Yeah, much there's into- a
1: little bit of a, there's a little bit of a Lovecraft as well. Um, there yeah, again. there are
0: super influences there. So there's two particular influences there that I saw in John Decker's story, and that's the King in Yellow, which was um, a very twisted version of kind of a slowly losing your mind by reading the wrong book, yeah, um, kind of thing. And that's what happens to John Decker. He stumbles across the wrong thing. And then slowly loses his mind as a result of that. Um, and the yellow wallpaper, which is creeping madness. Um, John Decker was kind of possessed by these bizarre dreams where a huge fleshy mass um, keeps communicating with him. And it turns out that that's Sycorax trying to get in touch with him from inside the skull. It was Dr. Star. Uh, ah, okay. Fiamara. Yeah. He would have been the ar- Yeah. They would have been the artist on Dr. Dr. Star. Mm. You can actually see a direct parallel between those styles. Yes, that very, makes sense. very clear once you've put that together. Mm. Um I really enjoyed that John Decker arc. Uh, John Decker is discarded, um, and I at the by the end of the thing, they they both step out of Sycorax's skull at the end, Hello. and they so say, "Who's this? Who's this
1: guy?" guy? Now she knew who he was. Uh,
0: almost, not entirely. She she wasn't entirely sure he, really he yeah. was familiar. Mm-hmm. I think that was an excellent way of setting up just what these characters do. They are so far beyond human trials. Mm-hmm. We think John Decker is going to be important in this story and by the end of it it's just like no he was just a messenger he just, just needed him to smash the school, mm-hmm. so we could get out and that's all he was he doesn't have any great significance um, and I think that's a fascinating way to really set those characters up as other than human well it was a series of coincidences yes well there is a lot of that going on as well um, and I, I found that really interesting as we went along um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here that I, I really wanted to... oh of course main antagonist Michael
1: well hold on a second um Did you see, and Ben this is obviously purely coincidental because these things were written at the same time there were certain parallels to the latest TV series of Watchmen yeah because we were following Lucifer who yes. has gone a bit mad and but, a bit isolated this pretty and he's in this weird situation which seems to be repeating itself very similar to Ozzie situation bizarre bubble so i was watching it and i was imagining imagining the devil being played by Jeremy Irons <laughs> which would be quite interesting <laughs> as he's going I, would, slowly I, would, I would watch the heck out of that as he's going slowly mad but like i said Ben at the beginning there when i had a bit of a rant um, yes i if I had just started from that panel, I think I would have been much happier. Yeah. Because then it would have been clear to me that that was the tone we were setting up, this confusion and what, what is happening. And maybe I would have developed the trust in the writers and the artists that it was going somewhere. Because when it came around to it, I actually did really enjoy a lot of that. Oh, thank God. A lot of that kind of, <laughs> I was very where nervous. where is this <laughs> fella and what's wrong with him and <laughs> how's he going to get out and how did he end up there? Mm. But... I didn't trust that that was the mystery. Whereas when we saw Watchmen, I was like, "This is great! How did this he is, get there? What, what's, what's he doing mystery? there?" But I didn't trust that because of that stupid-ass bloody introduction from the dreaming, which introduced lots of characters who we I knew. Which we I think is more of to. a poor
0: move on Vertigo parts than Dan mm-hmm. Waters' part. Oh yes. Yeah, unfortunately, Dan Waters, fault. Um, Dan Waters received quite a bit of backlash on that. Um, no, on the first two issues, okay. um, fans were just like, "I don't get this," right? And I don't. Uh, Either they're not really familiar with the Sandman style mm-hmm. of storytelling or they're not very familiar with Mike Carey's run. Mm-hmm. That has always been the setup of the Sandman universe. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah, first yeah, yeah, couple yeah, yeah. of issues are very discombobulating. Mm-hmm. What the heck is this? <coughs> what. Inter- Go on. Podcasting man. gold. Yeah. What nation's going on What's going in going here? On? Oh, yeah, um And then we slowly get our reveal uh, peeled out. We
1: work for that reveal, Michael. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say I really enjoyed that. So, should we, we do a? No, I just have one more, two oh, more oh, things to say. go ahead. Just, um, the the whole Holly House, Haley House thing, Gately House, Gately House is that what it called? Gauntly House. It's as in I no, I think it's meant to be Hell's Gate. Ah, very good. I, think it's, I think it's- um, The color scheme and the the demons and stuff of that reminded me very much of the Motel issues from the original Sandman with yeah. the Corinthian and Yeah, where you know, they're all in
0: different rooms with the serial killers. Yeah, and stuff like that.
1: instead of a big giant mouthy monster, a big giant eyebally monster. Yeah. So the colour schemes as well, all the blues and the darks, it was it was very Sandman. I think Dan Waters is is
0: fully channeling his inner Gaiman and kind mm-hmm. of... I think I, I would I would not be shocked, and I didn't get a chance to read any interviews with him, but I would not be shocked if he went back through the original Preludes and Nocturnes and, and mm-hmm. kind of took a look at that. He certainly has Neil Gaiman's blessing. Um, Le- Neil Gaiman, it wouldn't
1: surprise me if he actually comes to your house and blesses you. I Probably not. He seems like and a lover. Goes, so, now, over a cup of tea. Watch my masterclass on what is a character. Yeah. I haven't watched it, have you? No. no, it's very expensive. It's for 200 euro? Yeah. It's 200 How euro. How they get Neil Gaiman?
0: They get everybody, I know. man. They've got... like it's masterclass. big. And all we've big. got is Raid Shadow Legends. Oh. <laughs> That's a throwback joke to this week's episode <laughs> of our other podcast, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go and have a look at that. Um, but anyway, Michael, let's do a bloody issue by issue. Quickie, lucky, oh, right, right, overy, right, roundy, right. roundy, downy, upy, upy, upy whoopy.
1: Where's uh, the comic?
0: Where's the comic? Oh, we've left it downstairs. No, well, it's here. It's here, it's here. Oh, okay, thank God. Um... I have them written out here, my guys. Let's let's right. let's take a look at very quickly um, right. and what we're doing here. Issue one introduces us to the world. Not not the bloody prelude issue, we're not doing that. We're not doing I'm that. Not, not doing that. It, it doesn't it doesn't have any bearing on how good this series is. It does. Um hush here you. you've made your point. Right. You've made issue your one. bloody point. Issue one. Where's is the devil? Um, so we're introduced To this bizarre limbo We know it's Lucifer We the reader Know it's Lucifer But yeah. nobody else Really knows who it is
1: He's got a great big Bushy ginger He's beard He's got a great big Bushy beard um, They're
0: all kind of I guess they're in The early stages of dementia Or Alzheimer's Yeah they're all going Everyone's mad. quite forgetful mm-hmm. um, And they're all loosely Linked to each other And they know each other but they can't seem to get their mind together. It just doesn't seem to be working. Um, They make it very clear from the start that this is going to be a graphic, gory kind of thing. They put him in a bucket. Uh, Looking at this here where he takes on the performers and the performers rip him to shreds. Mm -hmm. and We later find out that the performers are actually projections from Stingy Jack's Lantern. Yeah. but we don't find that out until much later. I thought this was a great opening issue. Lots of mystery, lots of suspense. Um, excellent artwork, color panels. Dave McCaig needs full praise. Um, for the color job that he does here, very good colors. Um, I love
1: the character design of the detective guy with the John receding Decker hairline and the and the beard. Yeah, and the, he's just a very washed-up detective. Mm-hmm.
0: Very, um, very interesting to read. Um some excellent work there from Dave McKay on the colouring end of things but also the gothic style that the Fiumara brothers have is is quite impressive I really enjoy um, the cat panel there that we see in the next issue Where this I think Devil Devil is an excellent sequence he comes out of the cat
1: do you think he came out of the cat or do you think he was the cat he
0: was the cat most certainly but the way he manifests mm. it, rather than transforming in a puff of smoke from cat to thing he <laughs> he kind of crawls his entire body
1: out, out of, of the, the cat. cat yeah it's gross it's quite horrific yeah it's um, terrible
0: I think it's excellent. I think it really suits this style of storytelling. Um, so that brings us to issue two, which is the big Edgar Allan Poe red mask of death mm-hmm. issue. And this is where we're introduced to this concept of people not quite understanding who the devil is and them seeing events very differently to how he sees them. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the devil, all he ever does is offer people the opportunity to damn themselves mm-hmm. and then he waits to see what happens. Whereas they see him as the prince of lies and the great deceiver and the one who leads them down the primrose path, um, so to speak, and um, But it becomes very clear to us over time, and this is a convention that Dan Waters really likes, um, where one person's version of events is not necessarily the truth. Um, And I think to understand the truth of events, we have to look at both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can see that very, very clearly in issue number four. We'll come back to issue number three in a second. But because we're talking about that convention, we'll jump straight to issue number four. We see that one of the, the weird sisters... Yeah. Gives us her version of who Robert is. That's the cousin of Penny. Yeah. Wife of thing. And she says he was an addict and a thief. And then we hear Robert's version of the story. And he said, I was a warrior of magic. Um, and he sees himself as the great hero of his narrative. Mm-hmm. Whereas the actual sisters who understood all that said, no, nah, he was just a bloody, bloody well, con artist. I, who knows? Bloody Which leech bloody leech. Truth is probably somewhere in the middle, Ben. Truth is probably somewhere in the middle. And that's the great crux of all of these stories, Mm. I think, is the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, Sorry, to go back to number three, William Blake becomes our central character there. He's famous for writing a number of poems, one of them being The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. But it turns out, Michael, according to this continuity... The devil made him do it. No, not quite. He wrote a secret book called The Annulment of Heaven and Hell, um, which was a a series of prophecies, prophesies... um, where he was telling hell all about what would happen to them. And the devil told him not to make that book because that devil would then be constrained by it. And mm-hmm. um, the great crux of the character in this is that the devil doesn't like a constraint. Yeah. He is a being of sheer will, Leave him alone. And more importantly, sheer free will. And mm-hmm. um, that's who he is. And, um, That's done. Uh, Just to come back to issue number four, that's where the dirty magic is really established. That magic is this dangerous thing that you shouldn't mess with. And if you do, if you do go poking your nose in somebody else's magic, ooh, ooh, buddy. That's your own problem. It's not going to go bloody well for you. And... and yeah, I think like there's a lot of interesting things going on there. Uh, by issue number five, we slowly get the unravelling of what's exactly happening. By the end of issue four, um, we know that they're in Sycorax's head. Yeah. Um, we know that they have to escape. And the devil kind of gets his, his wits about him again and starts to put it all together. And that's where we get the big antagonist reveal, Michael, that mm. delighted me when I read this. And I knew we had to cover it on the podcast. Bloody Stingy Jack, Michael. Oh, Stingy G. If you want to learn all about Stingy Jack, uh, you can go back to our Halloween episode from last year. What was it called? Um, You spin your wheels I'm not 100% sure But you can see it It has an Irish pumpkin on it Um, I think it might be Our sound special Or something like that I can't remember what we call it Um, But we tell you all about The story of Stingy Jack The man who bested the devil And was then forced To roam the earth Uh, Dan Waters does his Very own version Of researching that myth And he gives us His very own version In issue number Mm. 5 Where we see Jack Kind of forced to roam The world um, Trapped between both um, And nobody can hear him the devil has forsaken him. Heaven has forsaken him. I thought that was the spectre for a second. Who I think it might be the him from heaven. It might be um, a version of a spectre. Yeah. And um he's forbidden from entering uh, both, or hell. and so he disappears from both worlds, mm. and then he becomes kind of a strange in between character that can influence people through whispers. Yeah, but he's out for revenge. But he's out for the the full revenge. Oh, buddy, he's out for the revenge. Um, he's, he's given an interesting you. little superpower with his lantern. He can release the the strange kind of jacks of the lantern, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, and they're, they're bloody nasty nasty um, eggs chopping people no up no good um, Sycorax reasserts herself I think she's a very interesting version of a strong female character I thought she was really well put together I found her very enjoyable um, not to say she was attractive but she was written very well and, um, and also attractive she was drawn very well
1: as well um, <laughs> that's fine
0: but a very interesting character as things go along um, I think she's a good foil for Lucifer a strong woman who can stand against him she's shown to be exceptionally powerful which is why she can stand toe to toe with Lucifer in any form she chooses and then Jack kind of slowly realizes that he's he's screwed by the end of that episode. He's like, "Ah, you you remember then, do you?" Um,
1: but, but he he says, "If you remember this, Ben, they remember every time."
0: Yeah, but he takes it and away. He takes it away. Yeah. So
1: what he gets screwed over by is your man smashing the skull. Yeah, it really but he, ruins. He really the whole. has bested the devil and cigarettes. Yeah, in this little eternal loop. Yeah. Um, it's his
0: own version of purgatory, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes for a very interesting read, Michael. Um. And we slowly come to realise that it's Sycorax's brain and, and how that all works. And then towards the end there, Michael, uh, we have <laughs> probably my favourite thing, where the devil, where Stingy Jack kind of takes on his own devil persona and uses lies and twists everyone in the skull against him. Mm. Um, one of my favourite things, Michael, that we yes. find out in, in issue number five, because there is a framing device at work here in this uh, comic book series, where the devil is talking to Caliban about retrieving his mother's soul. Yeah. And he comes up with a bloody heist. He makes a team, and I all I thought was Lucifer, you son of a bitch. I mean, I mean, and that's pretty much what Caliban agrees to, um, and there's a lot of kind of red herrings. We think the Caliban's done it originally, mm-hmm. but we don't realize that it's just a stingy strings stingy jack down the, back. the strings. Um So at the end, we see all the, the the host of characters, the Robert Johnsons the William Blakes, going up against uh, the devil in mm-hmm. Ziggurax's heads, and of course they win. They of course chill. they win. They they, they leap out the skull, mm-hmm. um, and there's a there's a resurrection, Michael. And, jack. and that's the big dangerous thing that happens because only one man gets to pull an L
1: Resurrection and El Lazarus, that's the big man upstairs. Although that doesn't make a lot of sense because... It is set in the DC Universe. They so. need to set the next. Everyone's always getting resurrected they in the need DC rock Universe. The, they
0: need to rock the next stage of the... <laughs> they need to rock the next stage of the arc. And it uh, leads the setup of uh, Lucifer saying, oh, he doesn't like it when people parody his works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, 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 the old ho- the host, no, the, the, the holy host... Come down with Spears. Done makes his way down with Spears. Um, overall, Michael, I thoroughly enjoyed yes um, this little six-issue run. But I would have to agree with you that the first... It's such a, a comic book publishing stunt Such a misstep To include that But a huge misstep For this mm-hmm. Even if you had just Clipped the first Little prelude Yeah um, Where the devil features mm-hmm. I would have been okay With get that
1: Get rid of the Harry Potter man Didn't Get rid of all the Crocodile crap. man Get rid of all those t- People and But this
0: was This was Vertigo Because you'll remember that When this series was launched Vertigo was going down The tubes Michael so Was it um, Yes you remember We covered it in one of the things The end of the great yes. Publishing house Vertigo And obviously this was Their last kind of push To be like Buy our other stuff mm-hmm. Nobody wants to buy We've the done other the Dreaming stuff, Look the Dreaming It's back oh, Bloody Dreaming bloody,
1: bloody House of Whispers I, I could bet I would take this comic book If I were to give this to someone I would take a razor blade to it and cut out some pages It's a good idea And I think you'd have A better comic It's book.
0: a good idea I'd say if it's ever reissued mm-hmm. It's ever reprinted Perhaps in a hard cover mm-hmm. uh, You'll probably see that Because Ben
1: I didn't enjoy The first four issues No they were awful because it's too I was convoluted Michael. But they weren't awful Now retrospectively Oh but they were time. Now that I've finished it I was like That was brilliant Yeah But oh I very nearly Didn't finish it it was cl- it was touching go there for. a few It was. Minutes. I was touching cloth. Did you have any particular highlighted moments there, Michael, that you
0: really enjoyed from the? I liked
1: the art, Ben. I thought the, the art, art was very good. good. There's a very good panel where. Uh, what's the detective's name? I keep forgetting. John Decker. John Decker, where he keep he's starting to lose himself and he's fleeing in a panic. He's going to be and, and he's gone a bit mad. He but sees your face, but he's fleeing in a panic, and while he's fleeing. All he has is him and the skull clutched to his chest. Yes. That's a great panel. Look at that panel. It's sheer madness. The tears it's, running it's from his very eyes. very clear gothic madness. He's gone completely mad. I really liked when we saw, although in retrospect, I liked when we saw Sycorax's physical form for the first time when she was all a yes the yeah.
0: fisheye lens bloody yes that was a great kind of throwback to famous covers your mother's mm-hmm. Sycorax. and yeah. then it has
1: the very good art Michael if mm-hmm. I was
0: ever to draw a comic book Michael I would like to be somewhat in that style I quite yeah, like that I style like the
1: buggly eyes I like how the devil keeps appearing differently to people I really enjoy that yes various manifestations mm-hmm. to various folks very um, good. and I like that it all worked out that it all made sense in the end because I really was touch and go there in the first three or four issues because of that stupid introduction. It's very well made by the end. It, it's clear that Dan Waters knows what he's at. Why is Harry Potter it? Knows what he's at. is Harry um, Potter in for four pages? Well, b- believe
0: it or not, Michael, this character from the mm. Books of Magic is Neil Gaiman's original um, no, I, I thing called the Books of Magic. Yeah, it's for the listeners now because oh, yeah, you've introduced okay. the question. Yeah, okay. Many people think that Harry Potter was actually maybe a little bit lifted from him What's because he came then? out first. Uh, I don't know. I never know. Oh, fuck, I've I never read them Earth or something Is it Earth or something no, no, no I don't think so Doesn't matter Anyway Ladies and gentlemen Who's the girl at the food party Which one Sorry Oh yeah we never. I never read the rest of the dreaming So I don't know But she's an anomaly Yeah
1: Get Anyway
0: ready. Ladies and gentlemen If you enjoyed this There are other things you might enjoy I haven't shut up about it Since we started this episode Go watch or Go read Bloody Neo Game and Sandman Get your teeth into that Get your teeth into that it's very good Go back Do the first couple of issues Of the original Mike Carey run Very very good mm. Limbo is a decent read I'm in the middle of Coffinbound I can't thoroughly recommend it yet Limbo is a decent read But if you like that kind of Uppy downy Dirty magicy stuff Constantine would also not be A bad shout mm-hmm. For you um, All of these things are pretty decent if you're into that kind of surrealist um strange magic up and down, take a look at anything by like Gabriel um, and Fabio, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba Um, Day ba. Tripper is a good kind of look at that kind of thing. Uh, Madness slowly creeping in, etc. 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 Any recommendations there for the ladies and gents, Michael?
1: Nope, okay, fair enough. What did you think of this run? Yeah, we- no, I enjoyed it in the end, but to be honest, at the start, there it was ditching go. You're not talking to me, it's for the listeners. Yeah. Um,
0: God damn ladies and gentlemen what did you think were you disappointed it wasn't Tom Ellis big bloody British Tom Ellis very, uh, he hasn't um, even
1: got a shirt on
0: he hasn't even got a bloody shirt on wonderful abs on that man very many um, abs very many abs um, were you intrigued by it were you kind of put off by it did I you was get put could, off by it Did yeah. you get into the swing of it yeah uh, in the ladies end and gentlemen, you're not or did it to throw me. you for a loop let us know get in touch with us on our Instagram showmrabiog.com s-e-o-m-r-a oh no not <laughs> showmrabiog.com damn it get in touch with us on our Instagram at showmrabiog s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g oh. It means tiny room in Irish. It means tiny room in Irish. Or you can get in touch with us at showroomofyog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G dot com. .com. Still means tiny room in Irish. Ladies and gentlemen, we love an L recommendation here at our Reading Club. If there's a particular comic you think we would enjoy, we've had some great ones in the past, please let us know. But if you haven't got any recommendations and you're looking for one from us, in Mm -hmm. two weeks' time we will be reviewing Lock and Key, Volume Volume 1. What's it called? uh, By Joe Hill and... Uh, something Rodriguez it's uh, welcome to Lock. welcome to Lovecraft welcome to Lovecraft Um, and that's what we'll be taking a look at it's Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez who do that one and it's from IDW Publishing so you can check that one out and get back in two weeks weeks' time. time thanks a million ladies and gentlemen bye bye